This is the first Sunday of the month of September, which means ecclesiastically, this is the first Sunday of the year, ecclesiastically, eh? and when we're speaking about something that we are in the beginning, that means that we have to have a, a master plan, eh? a planning. And here in the United States, I heard the beautiful term that they say, we have to have a strategic planning. In other words, we have to plan about the future. And that's a wonderful thing, but we should not forget God from the other side. It's nice to plan as human beings, but if it is God's will to do it. So now, since we are in the beginning of the year, ecclesiastical year, and academic year also, because our students, our children go to the school, and our professors and teachers, they are in the classrooms, we have to pray for them and to think about them so they can give spiritual food and uh, spiritually related, you know, instructions to the students. So we have a lot to do since we are at the beginning of the year. And now, as a bishop, I came to this wonderful community of St. Philothay in Athens, Georgia. It's Athens, Georgia. When I came to Atlanta and I heard about Athens, I was so happy because I felt so close to Athens. <laughs> all the 6,000 miles away. But I had, you know, Athens in Georgia, and uh, I warm up my heart very often. So it's a wonderful thing, and uh, this city and you have special place in my heart. And today, we read the Gospel that has been taken from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. And to be honest, being in the United States of America, where everybody has come into this country for better days, eh? for better future, for money, in other words. This is what we mean, better days and better future. Eh? We have money, we have money. And everybody has come to this country for this reason. Very few people that have come you know, to study. And of course, some people up in the north, and especially the Germans, they somehow are confused by saying that they came here also for freedom, that they were persecuted in Germany religiously, and that was the truth. But um, also they came here for better days, for freedom and, uh, and, and for, for wealth. And now, in the beginning of the year, of the ecclesiastical year, it happens that me, myself, I am here in Athens, Georgia, where we have a beautiful university and educated people to speak about money. Can you imagine that? Yeah? That's a miracle. That's a very difficult church. But with the grace of our Lord, I will try to share with you some thoughts, which are not my thoughts. These thoughts that I'm going to share with you have been taken from the Holy Fathers, and especially from St. Basil. St. Basil that lived in the beginning of the 4th century, actually the 5th century, the end of the 4th century, and uh, 3004, 4th century. And, uh, and uh, he's referring to this gospel today and explain to his people very beautiful things. Number one, he says, we have a young man, the gospel starts, at that time, a young man came up to Jesus. So he is not an old man, because usually when we are healthy and we're in our life, Constantly we postpone things, and we are doing things, and sometimes sins. <coughs> and 
and we are saying to ourselves, by excusing ourselves, well, I have time. I have time. And the time is passing. And yesterday you were 20 years, and now you are 80 years. And then you have to search to find God, eh? because we are approaching the end of the life. And either of fear or of faith, you are in the same street, in the same way that you want to be closer to God for your salvation. But this is not happening here. This is a young man. That means that this individual had something inside. He had a spark inside that somehow he was seeking something to better his life. He was not satisfied in the way that he was living. And he was kneeling down. He was not steady across of the teacher, but he was kneeling down. In other words, he was humbling himself. And he was asking, teacher, what good did must I do to have eternal life? That was his thought. That was the thing that he was thinking, that he was at his desire. What can I do in order to have eternal life? Because unconsciously, we know that we have created to live forever. We have not created to die. Death is not the end of our life, but rather the separation of one life to another life. And with a death, we enable ourselves to enter to the eternity, to live forever. Now, how we're going to live there, that's a different matter. But this is the reality, that with a death, we are entering to the reality. We are entering to the new city. St. Paul refers to the Corinthians by saying that we don't have a city that we are living here, but living here we are seeking for the city that we are going to live. We came home and all the menus and point, a Latin menus and epigidumen. He was looking you know, for the city that he was going to live. This is our destiny here, to work in order to prepare ourselves to find a place in the city. And now I'm making a parenthesis to share with you something that Father Paisios was sharing with his people in Monathos when they were visiting him. And they were saying that uh, we are good people, we are faithful people, we are doing many good things. And then he was asking them, do you love Jesus Christ, our God? And when somebody raised up this kind of question, with a voice, eh? do you really believe in God? Do you really love Jesus Christ? Somehow you are stepping back because you know that in reality you don't love Jesus Christ. You are saying that you are loving Jesus Christ. And then he was going furthermore and he was explaining to the people, to the visitors, it's not good enough to be good human beings. We have good human beings that are lost and they are Christians, but also we have Chris, uh, good people that they are atheists. We cannot say that everybody who is not orthodox is a bad person. We cannot say that thing. Eh? Because in our life we have met good people. And to be honest, I have been many times, you know, in the in the in the in, in a bank and somebody helped me. And she or he was not an orthodox. Maybe she or he was not a Christian, but she was a good human being. And the same happens last week I was in Romania. And there are many people uh, had to help me because I was not speaking Romanian. So I was trying to converse and to find my place and to locate my place. And they were helping. Do we have, by the way, somebody here from Romania? 
you are from Rome. I was, I came last Friday. I know, I got the information from God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. And I had good time there because they were good people. I don't know if they were Christians. So Father Paisos told these people that is not enough to be a good human being. A good human being looks like that he or she has a beautiful apartment in an apartment house. In other words, in paradise, a beautiful place. But without loving Jesus Christ, this good human being does not have the key to open the apartment house in order to find his beautiful apartment. <coughs> Do you understand now the difference and the importance that we have to love Jesus Christ? Eh? Because then different things happen to our life. We are living in a different dimension, a spiritual one. And now we are coming back. So this young man, he is asking what he can do to better to earn or to find eternity. And then Jesus Christ told him that uh, you shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. These are the things that we have to do. And the fathers, with one phrase, they can replace all this teaching by saying, do whatever to the others, do whatever to the others or do the things to the others that you want the others to do to you. And then you have fulfilled the law. And then the young man said to the teacher, to our Jesus Christ, all this I have observed. I have done all of these things. Which means, as I mentioned in the beginning, as St. Basil reminds us, this is a young man that he's serious about his salvation to enter the eternity. And St. Basil compares that man with the other men that we are reading in the Gospel of Luke. He was a lawyer, he knew the law. And he came to tease Napiraxit of the Daskalon, to tease the teacher. And he was asking the same question to him. In other words, he had an evil spirit inside him. But this is an innocent man. And we should commend this individual for asking to enter to the eternity. And then Jesus Christ said to him, if you like to be perfect, in other words, if you want to enter to the eternity, go, sell what you possess, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. That is my problem today, to speak to the people who are living in the United States about their wealth and to ask them to share their wealth with the others. Because living in the United States of America, my friends, somebody has more, somebody has less. But everybody will have wealthy here, who are living well. Even the, the people that are in jail, they have a beautiful life there. We have wealth abundantly. I was in Romania, as I mentioned to you. There, there is poverty. In Greece, 
Today they have poverty. They don't have to eat. They don't have to eat. And the churches that are trying to get money and wealth from the other people that they have something in order to feed the other people that they don't have. At least to give one lunch, one good food per day. And they have in all big cities in Greece. And the same happens, you know, to the Romania. Many people that don't have work, especially the young ones, you can test that thing, especially the young ones. Here in the United States, if we want to work, we can find job. Because there is enough job, you know, for Mexicans, for instance, that some people, they are jealous. And we don't want him, them here in the United States. And we're forgotten that like the way that they like to come to the United States, our forefathers came to the United States. My grandparents from the side, they came to 1904 to the United States for better life. And later on in 1914, they went back to Greece to fight against the Turks during the, the, the First World War. And they remained there. They married and they didn't come back. But the way that the Mexicans tried to come today here, our forefathers came to the United States here a few years ago, maybe 100 years ago, maybe 300 years ago. But the same way they came here for better life. In other words, there is something here that in the rest of the world were not found in the degree that we are finding here. So now, in living in the United States, if we want really to better our life, and if we are really not to be hypocrites, in other words, that we want to have a good life, we have to start thinking not only for ourselves, but how we can help the others, how we can assist the others. And here in the United States, in today's society, and I'm speaking about the United States, not because I'm against, because I love this country and I love the people. That's why I came here. And that's why I'm living here. I came here to the United States in 1994 to study. And when I got my degree, I went back to Greece after four years. And living there almost a year, 11 months, I make a decision. I have to go back to the United States because I love the way that we are working here. And I came back. And I'm still here. And I'm visiting Greece instead of visiting the United States or so this is something that I'm sharing, I'm sharing with you, in order for us to understand that we have to go to the extra step to see what else. And to never satisfy ourselves, number one, for what we have, because what we have today, knowledge or wealth, tomorrow is going to be past. And constantly to upgrade our knowledge and our wealth to be in other constantly thoughtful about how we can live well, but we should not forget our neighbors. Because our neighbors, they are in need, and they're not only in need about money. We're thinking that the money, something that is material thing, is the thing that we can offer to the others to get better life. That's not correct. There are many rich people that they have miserable life. I met a rich person, couple months ago, and uh, from Russia he was, and he told me that he has 15 guardians. And now, can you tell me what's the difference between the person who is in jail and he has, has many guardians to protect himself from the other? Something's wrong here. That means that he was not a free man, <coughs> constantly people to watch him. And that's the reality. But there is also spiritual 
food that we can give to the people. There are people that they are in the hospitals and they have pain. And really we are not making time to visit them, even sometimes our parents. In today's society, many, many families, they find the ways to get off of their parents. Likewise, the parents, they like to find ways to get off of their children. Because somehow we have destroyed the family. And from this way of living, we have created a new disease that we call loneliness. Have you heard that disease? Loneliness. And the people are dying from loneliness. Because they don't have another human being to speak. Because I don't give a little bit time of my time to sit down and to share some thoughts or to listen to these individuals that they're living alone. And we have young individuals, we have students in the, in the, in the, in, 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 in the colleges. And somehow these students, they're trying to find ways so they can enjoy the life. But how many of the professors or of us, the spiritual fathers, are guiding them to find the ways how they can give a little bit joy to the human beings that they are living in loneliness. And perhaps it's my father, perhaps it's my papu, or your papu, or yaya, and the thing goes on and on. Our neighbor. So this is what we have to do, to concern about our neighbor. And now, this individual, when he was doing everything for himself, he was perhaps fasting, he was coming perhaps to the, to the synagogue to pray with other people, he was trying to avoid to kill or to corner somebody, and he was trying to do all these things, but he never reached to the point to love the other human beings. In action, not in thought. And when Jesus Christ told him, go and give the things that we have to the poor, what happened? Then the young man heard this. He went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. That is the result then. His heart was not to his brothers and sisters. He was not thinking about the others. Even to enter to the paradise, he wanted to work for that by himself. And by doing that, he was disassociating himself from the society. And there is a beautiful book that has been written in Greek. I don't know if it has been translated to the English. And they said, Na zoome stin erimia, stin erimon tis polis, istin erimon, tin erimon. There are, you know, deserts. Deserts that you can go somewhere far away because you decided to go and to live in a scattered life. But also there is desert by living in the city. Although you have many people around you, you are feeling Lolling. You are feeling the loneliness. You are alone because you decided. And many times we are complaining about the others and we are not thinking about ourselves. There was a girl that was in Atlanta a few years ago and she was doing her uh, internship, inter, uh, internship. internship in Emory uh, University as a pediatrician. And he was there, she was there for three years. And I had my niece here in the United States, and she was going to the church every Sunday, and she was seeing that girl on the other side. 
And now the recent Sundays, she seen the, her wearing black. And that's an indication from the Greek, for Greeks that somebody died in your family. And uh, after the divine liturgy, my niece approached her. I said, I don't know you, but I have seen you many times. And lately I'm seeing that you are wearing black. What happened? She said, you know, my father passed uh, uh, three, four weeks ago in Greece. And, uh, and then my niece asked her to go out for, for brunch. And they got to know one another. And she said, I am here for three years. And nobody approached me. You are the first person that approached me to say good morning for three years. And then they start discussing. And of course, with my niece, I was discussing many times about these things. And she questioned her in a polite way. That's fine. They never approach you. What about you? You are educated girl. Did you approach anyone? She said, no. Then we should not blame the others. Sometimes we should start blaming ourselves. And uh, I had my brother also, <coughs> who was living in, in, in Virginia. And he was going to St. Catherine Church, which is a big church for 800 families, something like that. So he goes to the first Sunday, nobody speaks to them as a couple with his wife. He goes to the second Sunday, nobody speaks. And then he called me because he came from Vermont. And Vermont is a small community like your community, 45 families, and they know one another like a family. And then I told him, you know, why you are you, are, why you are waiting the others to speak to you and you don't try to speak to them? He said, what can I say? They are strangers. I said, you are from Padras. I said, there is somebody from Padras. So the next Sunday he goes and he said, there is somebody from Padras. And then many, many families, many couples came up and they were from, from Padras. And they became, you know, very close. And they have beautiful life, you know, so after that. In other words, constantly we have to try to work in both ways, to be with others and also to ask the others to help us and to advise. So this individual was not this kind of person. He wanted everything for himself, even to be in the eternity. And the thing, of course, later on goes that the treasure, the person who has the treasure, has many temptations because it's very difficult for him to enter to the kingdom of God because his heart is in a treasure, not because he does not want to enter to the kingdom of God. And Jesus Christ was sharing that with his disciples. And then his disciples, when he was listening to him, replied and questioned him. And then who is going to enter to the kingdom of God if it is that difficult to enter to the kingdom of God? Because let's face the reality. Everybody has something, and we love what we have. And perhaps we don't want to miss or to lose or to destroy the thing that we have, which means our heart is there. And many times we are forgetting about the kingdom of God. So the disciples, representing our thoughts, asked the teacher, and then he replied. And he said, everything that is difficult for you, the human beings, to do is very easy for God. Just you have to ask for that. And that is the thing that we are forgetting in our life. To ask for the thing for which we are here. Because he said, I'm waiting for you to knock the door. Possibly he is waiting for us to make the first step. 
We are not going to be blamed from God. And I'm going to finish with that. We are not going to be blamed, and I would like you to pay attention to that, because I'm acting like I think you are acting. For doing sins, for being in a sinful life. This is something that we as human beings, in one way or in another way, we are going to commit a sin. The only thing that we are forgetting, though, is to come to our mind, to ourselves, to our and to find ways to reconcile ourselves with the other human beings and with God. Do you remember the parable of the prodigal son? Eh? He left far away. He wanted to live alone. And he was living a simple life. And he felt so lost. And then he came to himself. In Greek language, we are reading, Ilthi Seafton. Eaftos means the holy individual, the holy body, Ethermine, everything that consists in the form that we are seeing here, he came to Eaftos. In English, we are saying to his mind. And when he came to his mind, he started thinking, why am I living in such a way, far away from my father? I should go back and ask for forgiveness. That is the thing that the devil wants us to avoid. And that's why constantly he's helping us to postpone things. You have time. You are a young man. You are a young girl. Today you have. And we're forgetting that the life is not forever. The life is not something that we possess. The life is something that has been given to us, and we don't know when it's going to take away by God. For this reason, we have constantly to find the ways and to create opportunities so we can reconcile ourselves. This is the most important thing in our life. To commit a sin is a wonderful thing to avoid and to try to avoid, but in another Way, or one or in another way, by thought or actions, we are human beings and we are weak. But God does not want to, us to stay there. He wants to find a way to reconcile ourselves with Him by giving forgiveness, asking for forgiveness to the other human beings, even to ourselves, and to criticize ourselves and thinking how we can better ourselves, how we can avoid the thing or the way that we are living or doing in order to be closer to God. And then, my brothers and sisters, we are going to fulfill the dream that we have, like this young man, that want to live to the eternity. For this, I pray for you, but I would like you also to pray for me and for Father Anthony, and for his presbyterian, and for their children, and for your children and grandchildren, so we can reconcile ourselves with God, and with the other human beings, and with ourselves, in order to enter to the eternity. Amen.